0: because it's a bit different from what you'll usually find on the Little Women podcast feed. I joined my Little Women co-producer, Sammy Campbell, for an episode of her show, Excessively Diverted, with Beau North. Um, and on Excessively Diverted, they usually talk about modernizations of the works of Jane Austen and sometimes the works of Shakespeare, and we got dug into a, uh, modernization of Little Women called The March Sisters at Christmas. Very, very timely and topical of us, I know, um... But this movie turned out to be uh, a lot more adult in subject matter than we anticipated. So uh, while we still obviously tried to have a really thoughtful and interesting discussion about what makes this version of the story work or not work, Uh, This podcast is not appropriate for our under 13 listeners. So, yep, young listeners, skip this one, and we'll be back with regular episodes uh, on another date. For the rest of you, enjoy!
1: And welcome to a crossover episode of Excessively Diverted and Little Women, a modern audio drama. Um, I am one of your hosts, Sammy C. I'm one of your other hosts, Bo North. And with
2: us we have...
0: (laughs) I'm Shannon Cam from Little Women. Yay! Yay! Hi! Welcome, Shannon. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Sammy was so instrumental in getting Little Women off the ground. I honestly don't think the podcast would have happened without her guiding involvement. So this is so awesome. fun to finally do something like this together. <laughs> yes, I love
1: crossovers. I really do. Yes, we we love a crossover and it really, really... Uh, should come as no surprise to listeners of Excessively Diverted. I know I've spoken about the, the Little Women podcast before, um, but uh, Little Women, I'm creatively involved with as a, as a producer, I guess. Um, I just kind of help with making sure everything gets rolling. And it's a modernization of Little Women uh, written by Shannon um who has been a lifelong fan of the novel and um so of course it should make sense to everyone that I talk about modernizations all the time of course I have a hand in a modernization as well so um it's this really is perfect perfect
0: yeah, I was like, uh, when I started planning this project, obviously, there were a few specific hurdles that came to mind, uh, just like specific incidents from the novel that I felt were indispensable, but were in some way very old fashioned and or problematic. And we had to yeah. figure out how to clear those hurdles. Uh, so obviously, my solution for that was hopping on a Google Hangout video chat with Sammy, and we got <laughs> what needed to get ironed out, ironed out.
1: yeah yeah
2: Yeah. as someone that writes modernized like stories or you know i have written like jane austen sort of pastiche novels like there are some things that are a lot more difficult to update to modernize than people think so i appreciate that 100 (laughs) percent.
0: and uh you know there were times when i was going through the process especially at the outline stage where i was like do I want to be more radical? Do I want to move more uh, away from the source material than mm. I ultimately did? And watching the movie that we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. I was glad that I did not
1: go that <laughs> direction. Yes, absolutely. Because this this modernization was like, what if we did a Little Women Christmas movie, you know, lifetime budget-level, and made it really edgy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which shocked me in many ways and horrified me in many others. Um, I feel
2: like there are ways to do this story and have more of an edge or if you want to be like more like have a more like progressive script um, Mm -hmm. than what we got with this movie. So,
1: right. Yeah. No, I mean, I have no problem with like all of the little women having like sexuality and like being open about that. Uh, that's not the problem I had with this movie, but there are many of them. So we'll just get right into it since we are already starting. <laughs> oh, we should probably
2: say what the name of the movie was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: so the movie we watched is called The March Sisters at Christmas. Um, it is by Mar Vista Entertainment, which if anybody else is a lifetime aficionado like myself, uh, they produce almost all lifetime films um a lot of made for tv movies a lot of crap <laughs> um, a lot so, of, as like, soon as i saw huh, marvis in and i was like oh shit What's yeah a lot down? of
0: the stereotypical hallmark lifetime christmas movies are marvista so seeing their logo i got uh what Arrest development would call douche chills <laughs> yes
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes and um so it it A movie that is a modern adaptation of Little Women uh, set around Christmas. Um, We find all of the characters of Little Women when they're a little bit older than they are in the novel. Um,
0: Somehow, you know, we kind of have
1: everything that happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, Everything that that happens.
1: In the novel somehow happens like in within a matter of like three months um, yeah. rather than over the course of several years.
0: Yeah. Um, Minus anything having to do with Beth getting sick or in any way
1: <laughs> yeah and and like they took out beth being sick at all and added in her just kind of being like a sad a weirdo who like yeah. lives in the attic and like <laughs> she just cries just
0: alone all the time
1: cries yeah just doesn't which relatable ever but
0: still <laughs> there
2: are so many things they could have done with beth and just yeah. totally wasted every opportunity i told sammy like I was like, I'm kind of getting closeted lesbian vibes, but I feel like they didn't really want to go that far with it. Right. Uh, and just sort so she's just kind of like, I don't want to leave home. But it was like, you're over, you're <laughs> yeah. like 22 years old. yeah.
1: are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, um, wanna and she modernize... doesn't have a job. Like, I don't know. It's just weird.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you want to modernize Beth too, like, uh, there's so many other aspects to her character besides the quote-unquote shut-in aspect that you can pull from like in uh, Little Women a modern audio drama I decided to kind of focus more on her passion for like helping immigrants which is also in the text you mm-hmm. know like you don't if if something doesn't work and it really does doesn't make sense in the modern context for beth to be a crying shut-in uh (laughs) right with everything else that's going on in the story then i think that there are other facets of the character that the filmmakers could have chosen to focus in on
1: right or you could you know this and this would draw most of the attention of the movie onto beth so maybe this is why nobody's ever done it but you know if you want to make beth a a modern shut-in then make her a, a real shut-in, like agoraphobic, mm. you yeah. know, maybe not actually sick, but like somebody who can't leave the house because of a mental, mental illness or other trauma. That would be really interesting too. But in this, she's just like, she's just like, I don't want this house to be sold. I'm going to cry a lot. Um, That's it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to recap the plot because who cares, but
0: <laughs> um
1: we are going to uh, I'll just tell you a little bit. So basically, the whole plot of this movie is around um Marmy wants to sell Orchard House. And the But don't girls, worry,
0: it's not actually Orchard House. <laughs> no, no,
1: it's certainly not Orchard House. Uh but the girls do not want the house to be sold. And uh the reason that Marmy says she wants to orchard house to be sold is because their dad who is apparently some kind of correspondent in Afghanistan they just kind of gloss over that yeah um, is injured and he cannot uh, fix up the house all the time anymore and it is old and broken a lot and they can't afford to get it fixed up her Um,
2: I'm sorry but her reasons for wanting to sell the house are told to me totally reasonable Like she's there she's like well I'm hoping at some point you will all leave and I will have an empty (laughs) nest so it makes sense for us to downsize and to me like two older people living without kids in the house that is a reasonable you know thing that happens and I just immediately the tone for this set put me off because the girls are so just like they're not willing to see that point of view at all. It's a like it's a very selfish kind of reaction from all of them.
0: Well, I think you're absolutely right that every character is extremely unlikable right <laughs> off the bat. And they treat each other terribly. Everyone mm-hmm. is very rude and nasty to each other for the most part. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Captain March becoming a quote unquote correspondent like a journalist I thought it was very interesting that unlike most low-budget Christmas movies that have like a heaping dose of Christianity in them this version seemed to work hard to eliminate all the Christianity that just naturally occurs in the uh you know the actual story oh totally yeah there's there's no scene I I think a big part of What's
1: really likable about the March family as written is that they are, um, you know, even even removed from the church, but, but they're a, a service-oriented family and they help people out and they donate, you know, time and food and money and they are active in their communities. And that was pretty much totally left out of this adaptation. <laughs> like, 100%. it is not an element of their characters oh, yeah. at all.
0: They were in a void with just each other, like, and maybe that's why they were always so horrible to each other. God, they're all so horrible all the time. There is no selflessness,
2: and when people try to show any kind of selflessness, like they don't recognize it
0: because they don't know what it is. (laughs) They're just. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think we just have to talk about it because it is almost the dominant thing in this movie. This movie is shockingly sexist and misogynistic. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 It's like, so, so basically the, um, the main descriptor of Amy that we get from everybody in this movie is slut. Yes. Um, And they use that word. And they call her a
0: bitch too. It's (laughs) horrible. They call her a
1: bitch and a slut over and over and over again. Um, and they, like, it's, and they're, it's a scene doesn't go by with Amy without some reference to her being promiscuous. Um, it's, like it's really if, gross.
0: Yeah. It's like, they, it's really weird. It's like if all the Lydia stuff in the Lizzie Bennett diaries were meant to teach you that Lydia deserves to be punished for her <laughs> wicked ways. Like yes, exactly. it's truly strange, but by far the most egregious character in terms of sexism is grandfather lawrence has become Mm. mr l who's teddy's uncle and it gets worse creepy (laughs)
2: uncle Yes,
0: he breaks up amy kissing a guy at a halloween party which is a totally normal and acceptable thing to do at a halloween party by like taking her by the hand and dragging her away from him and then he says and i wrote this down the chastity of youth and i had to pause the movie and take a break because i was not okay (laughs) yeah
1: it it's so weird and like because first of all mr l is hosting it has a halloween party going on at his house um, that is thrown by teddy which is entirely peopled by older teens and people in their young 20s and he And there are trick-or-treaters coming over at the same time as this, like, crazy party is happening. And he is, like, this guy in his, like, late 40s, early 50s, like, just hanging out at this party and pulling Amy off of a guy that she's making out with in a consensual manner and not being inappropriate with at all. Like, it's just really weird and gross, and I hated it. And he was Mm. also kind of weird towards
2: Beth, I thought. He was weird towards Beth, I thought so too. I'm sorry, Shannon, I interrupted you. Oh
0: no, I was just going to say he was so weird towards <laughs> Beth. And having just watched the amazing new film, um, by Greta Gerwig, which features Chris Cooper as like an incredibly likable oh, so version. Good. Uh, oh my yes, god! Yes, uh, but like I feel like one of the highlights of that movie is Grandfather Lawrence and Beth's relationship, and it was so well done. There's not a single mm-hmm. moment that feels creepy or like he's stepping over a boundary. So this was like a bad like uh, fanfic or something yeah. that was M rated. I was like, I'm scared. What happens <laughs> when the cameras go off? I, I don't know. like this. And not only like-
2: that, but he was really sort of awful. And sexist with his own, like with the boys too, with like John and um and Laurie, who in this is Teddy or yes, Ted. I hated,
0: that. I hated that. I I hate I'm like, that. Only but... Joe gets to call him that, but okay. Yeah,
1: everybody calls him Teddy in this movie. Yeah.
0: And he's like a bachelor contestant, or rather <laughs> yes, a bachelor. So what do you call it? They're the, the ones who run the show. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch those shows, but he yes. looked like the most normcore ass dude he had his shirt unbuttoned the whole I time i
2: think i called him an off-brand james
1: marsden
0: yeah, in my yeah yes. i can yeah. see
1: that very very bargain bin uh, yeah the kinda, poor man must james have Marston. taken his uh <laughs> his costume out of like the same closet that they have like dean winchester's costumes in. oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> although yes. he's a lot was, taller <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was getting like bargain bending winchester vibes off of this guy it was bad it, it doesn't make sense for like i don't see laurie as like a bro dude no <laughs> like and as soon as i saw him i was like who the fuck is that oh god that's laurie <laughs> <Like, laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I completely agree. I think one of the most jaw dropping scenes in this jaw dropping movie is when Mr. L standing in front of the fireplace like a Kingsman villain <laughs> yes. gives Lori and Brooke, who's played by Abe from Mad Men, which I was like, Oh, you're so hot I can't even enjoy you in this Um, He gives them this speech about being, quote, relentless, even if Meg and Joe turn them down and is so unbelievably creepy, like basically gives them the no means yes speech. It is like this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Taking uh, like putting aside Little Women and the source material, there are things about this movie that are just so surprising and yeah, horrible. Who is this movie for? I kept asking that. I like, I said the same who thing. The who did they make this movie for? Yes. Like, what a good point. Yes.
1: Nobody is like sitting around think- reading Little Women and you're like, you know what? I wish this were edgier and had a lot lower stakes. And uh, I wish Marmy negged Amy
0: in the first <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. Yo.
1: Yeah. Marmy's like, ugh. Yeah, Marty's like some Amy. You'll never accomplish anything. About, yeah, that Amy tra- traipsing around the world and whatever—so weird and gross.
0: I think yeah. I think there is a right way to incorporate the girls' sexuality into a modernization, um, like the graphic novel. Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy does an amazing job. Uh, you know, making Joe a queer teenager and exploring that and i can you know appreciate some of the more sensual touches of both the 2019 movie and the 1994 movie that added maybe some kisses that weren't in the book but i have right. to say the sexual stuff in this movie from references to Lori watching porn to references <laughs> to meg and her boyfriend you know getting it on on skype sex like they were uniformly unpleasant and most of them involved gray areas of consent or lack of consent yeah yeah yeah
1: and and speaking of like even like even like relationships that we're supposed to pull for like uh because you know that that skype sex comment is with meg's like current boyfriend dan who's a jerk and it's like one of the one of the things that we Um, we hear to kind of establish that he's a jerk, um, but, you know, there's this scene where, where John and Meg get together and they're kissing and, um, he's pulling her into a bedroom and she's like, wait, that's my parents' room. And he's like, oh, I've got lots of memories of, of, you know, we've made a lot of memories in this room back in college anyway. oh my god my soul (laughs)
0: flew out of my body during that scene (laughs) (laughs) who wants this who wants this i don't
1: understand (laughs) yeah nobody's like oh yay little women but like (laughs) little women that fucks like i just i don't get it i don't like it i feel like
2: i mean i don't have a problem with the characters being sexually active but I feel like some of it was so unnecessary and just thrown in there just to make it edgy. So like, yeah, yeah, especially Meg the porn one. On, yeah, her being on the phone with like this Dan guy that she was dating and being like, well, I'm sorry, I can't keep you turned on while you're sitting in traffic or whatever. And I was just yeah. like, what? Ooh. Why? Yeah. Why was this
0: necessary? <laughs> right. And who, a, who thought this was a good idea? In a movie full of sad, grim sexuality, the saddest, grimmest moment of all gets totally passed over. So instead of having Amy burn Joe's manuscript, Joe is a ghostwriter of celebrity tweets, and Amy signs onto the account of this like wholesome pop star that she tweets for. That is nineteen mm-hmm. years that is 19. old. Nineteen. Oh my yes. god. Even saying this, I'm like so not. It's just so horrible. And um she leaks naked photos of her and, and like obviously it goes viral in trends. But then all the characters act like This is something that has been done only to Joe. And the worst thing that happened is Joe's career got ruined. And, oh, isn't this pop star girl so shallow? Oh, you didn't like working for her anyway. Like,
2: what in the
0: world? I got so mad. I stood up and
2: left the room at that line. That's the thing. I I I multiple times walked out
0: while the movie continued to play. Like, it was so – it was just sad and just grim.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. And, like, the – um and also they they treat i there it's unclear whether she posted na- naked pictures of herself pretending to be this pop star or that was naked my pictures impression
0: of I didn't the pop even think star of that i thought yeah. i thought like okay joe has access to all of natalia's files and like her phone they have like a shared cloud and it was actually photos of her yeah but the the way the way I, I took
1: wrong. it cuz they said you posted naked pictures as Natalia
2: Yeah
1: it, oh. it, it almost and and then she called Amy a slut again regarding this, and I almost oh. wonder if Amy took naked pictures of herself and posted them as if she were Natalia, which that's... makes it even worse. Uh,
2: and then like uh, uh, Amy, <laughs> like nobody, she doesn't see the problem with this. She's right. just like, well, and she's
1: like, well, I
0: was mad.
2: <laughs> I was mad at you, and it's just like you just ruined someone's career, not your yeah. sister's. You just like, you someone's just...
0: life potentially. Like that's su- such an invasion of their. Mm -hmm. Uh, personal being oh my gosh uh so many of my notes for this movie are just I don't like you everyone (laughs) in this movie is bad you are (laughs) all bad (laughs) yeah one Uh, thing I will
1: say that I kind of liked as far as like the modernization of it goes is that I think making uh Bear uh Professor Bear instead a uh an editor that's working with Joe makes sense. It's neat. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. And I I
2: found his character the least offensive of all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is still kind of a a dick when she's, um, you know, she's trying to, like, she brings him coffee and, you know, hey, what's going on? And he's all, you know, jealous and dumb. But there are moments in this where he seems to, like, be able to read the room and give her space and you know ex- etc like goes after her in, in a more like respectful way I think than Laurie for sure but oh my uh, gosh Lori, not yeah it's it, so bad he's just not in much of anything though I mean there's if I had to find a bright spot in this whole movie is like, well, at least this guy didn't horribly offend me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, So Lori is so pushy to the point of physically pushing and lifting up Joe when she tries to get to the door to greet the character who's analogous to Professor Bear I don't know what we're supposed to call him because they didn't even name him like Friedrich or anything close to that so I really don't know what to call him
1: Marcus Bear yeah Yeah. it was
0: something yeah it was something like that but like he was so physically pushy he kissed Amy and Joe on the same night I was like this isn't happening (laughs) um and Amy takes advantage of him while he's drunk and sad. Like, truly, everyone in this movie is horrible to each other. They just treat mm-hmm. each other very badly. Yeah. It's a, not a fun Christmas movie to watch. I'm kind of glad I didn't catch it until after the holiday season.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's just yeah. been a bummer on the whole thing. Yeah, and like and, like, Meg, you know, Meg, who is, like, notoriously, like, the nicest and many people say blandest of the March sisters – is uh making vision boards for Beth, uh to get Not kind of just like... vision boards, Sammy. Not just a vision board. It's a, <laughs> a beautiful like, squirrely list of, of accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, list of accomplishments. <laughs> Without consulting Beth or like asking her what her goals are or trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. She's like, You're going to Juilliard. You're gonna do this, you're gonna do XYZ. And it's like, it's so shitty like i it's did like... kind of
2: enjoy though beth having to just come out and like admit guys i'm completely
1: mediocre in every way <laughs> <laughs> yeah but my favorite thing about that scene is that beth has this like crying like moment like it's the final moment finally we see her like kind of open up about what's going on with her and then two seconds later amy looks out the window and she's like snow and they're like oh my god snow and they all just like look out the window (laughs) they're like well
0: beth that sucks let's let's look at the snow (laughs) i feel like they had no idea what to do with either meg or beth uh, no. like the resolution of Meg's entire, uh, I'm a motivated lawyer, but also I want to find love plot line is she and John open a giant pair of scales of justice together, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the most hilarious, I just found this in the attic Christmas gift I have ever seen. It was, ridiculous. <laughs> it was so funny. It's like a giant fake bejeweled scales of justice tchotchke. It's literally... Two and a half to three feet tall. I'm it not, was so I'm not hideous. Joking. And, It is so ugly. Like, this is gorgeous. It must be like a hundred years old. It's it should so be like a Las Vegas casino. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. And oh, like also
0: oh no, but you were go gonna ahead. say.
1: No, yeah, go i say,
0: uh one of the moments I didn't like the fake Professor Bear was instead of Amy falling through the ice, she like Electrocutes herself or something. I'm she's not. She's trying sure. to
2: move the move water the, heater yeah, and it, like it falls, falls
0: on her. her. Okay, yeah. I, I walked out of the room and walked back in, but like it's unclear uh, because
1: she just has a tank next to her and she's on the ground <laughs> bleeding from that. It's
0: so confusing. All the little Easter eggs they try to do are the most depressing part of the whole movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But um, Joe is standing at the top of the stairs crying like Amy, and Bear is like, "She's going to be okay." like how she's do you go- know exactly He's you're, a, you're just an editor not a okay. doctor <laughs> yeah i was like you're standing literally an entire story away from her you were at the top of a flight of stairs and you just walked in like he acts like joe is an idiot for freaking out and yeah, i was like, so like, mad down,
2: down.
0: <laughs> also did only want to work with her because he was attracted to her because after Teddy kind of like flexes as I'm the boy next door he's like I don't think we should work together that closely on your book and I was like oh is that how it is yeah
1: it's so weird because he's like we had a moment and I'd like to keep it professional after he fully like held hands with her through the entirety of Twelfth Night which sidebar yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) seeing Twelfth Night as a Christmas play. Like, Not these motherfuckers a Christmas play. Wearing, it starts on a beach. Like Santa hats and like there was there were Christmas trees on the stage and I was like what what is going They couldn't go see a Christmas carol or something like what? But why are I they mean, doing
2: Twelfth Night right I'm now? gonna be <laughs> honest. My first reaction was at least it wasn't much ado about nothing because I'm so sick of it
0: yeah true I you know the 12th night is also in the 2019 movie and I haven't gone through the second half of the book that closely yet because I'm still working on those scripts but I'm like is that in the book? And I thought of it more when I was watching this version than when I was watching the Greta Gerwig movie because I'm like, that's this is the second time it's shown up. Maybe they right. do go see that. I know in the 1994 movie they see an opera and I know that doesn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, if it's a Christmas movie, it's like, just make it a Christmas carol or like, oh, like a nativity play or something like, mm-hmm. why are we putting having Twelfth Night with everybody in Santa House? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. If it is a thing and from lying. the book, you're not
0: being true to the book any other way so ditch it I I think there's some things it
2: it, it's weird when people modernize and they try to like adhere to certain details so rigorously and it just makes the whole thing completely flat and not good I mean there's several things I could just list off the top of my head like for for you comic book people Watchmen that movie completely Yes, shot for shot reproductions of a comic book, and it was not good. Yeah. So right. You
1: right. don't need
2: like, to do that. You just need to make it like modern and fresh and fun yeah. and relevant.
1: Like watching <laughs> the TV this. show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, and and I'm trying to think of, of what else here I I really need to hit on.
0: Oh, I have um, a couple of things. Oh go yeah, for it. go uh, for it. So, Lori's app is a gif of an elf (laughs) next to plain text that tells you how many days it is till Christmas. And Joe is so proud of her golden boy for inventing this app. I was like, oh my God. Yes,
1: yes. And yeah, he's like, like, it's not ready. I'm like, I'm working on it. And I'm like, it's literally a gif. Yeah, it's like a GeoCities page. Not even that. Yeah, and it is just like it is nonsense and you know Joe is like well you could just put a link there to donating things and he's like oh yeah and then he's like we've donated so many toys because of this app and it's like that is absolute crap like nobody would be like I need to download a how many days until Christmas app, and oh, there's a link <laughs> for me to donate. Let me donate thousands of toys. Yeah, can't it's wait. Wild. Everyone's using it. It's the top He of the said town. like
2: four hundred and sixty dollars, like a really specific <laughs> number. Yeah, uh, worth of toys, and I'm like, that could just be four nice toys. <laughs> like, even, yeah. that's really not that impressive. From Mr. L.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ugh. Mr. L. Um, uh, no, and thank you.
0: <laughs> speaking of Christmas stuff and creeps, they also spend a weird chunk of dialogue in the year 2012 talking up a Woody Allen movie as one of the best Christmas movies ever. Yeah, Which... a
1: Woody Allen movie that doesn't exist, let me um, just say. Like a, a Christmas musical called Christmas in Paris that's directed by Woody Allen. I looked it up. It doesn't exist. They so just, they literally just made it up and just made it a Woody Allen movie for a reason. In 2012. Did they liked
0: him? In 2012, mm. the year of our Lord, 2012. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's not still making movies. I know, but still, I was just like, this movie feels like it was made in 2002, not 2012. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wore so <laughs> much frosted lip gloss. We'd already <laughs> moved on as a society oh, from that. Meg,
2: Meg, what are you doing with that oh my makeup?
0: It's so bad.
2: So yeah. Meg is
0: one of two real actors, besides Abe from Mad Men in this movie, because that's Caitlin Doubleday, uh, who played one of the wives of the three sons on M empire. She's been in like tons of real stuff as well as a zillion Christmas movies and I was like, "Oh, girl." Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's they really were not kind all I have to say about to that. Yeah.
0: They, she was the worst. I was like, "Oh my god, this character is unplayable. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do with this. This is oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It was not good.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, eye, the eyebrow situation All around was A, a nightmare um. <laughs> It's
0: hard to accept Joe as a bottle blonde Too like yeah, I'm not one yeah. of those people Who's like Sir Ronan Can't be Joe because she's blonde Because her yeah. weeks in that movie were honestly Amazing And yeah, I am them all on my head But yeah. Uh, like Yeah just Joe None of the characters felt like themselves at all Not even a modern version right. And I mean I have to say it it's also like, it's 2012. It's a modern version. Why the f are all four sisters white?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question.
0: And why are all they the all white?
2: Why are they all
1: living with their parents? Like, what is going? What is going on? Like, I don't it know. It just doesn't make any really sense. Really
0: frustrating. Yeah the the combination of the complete lack of diversity with the incredibly retrograde, uh, like you know gender roles uh it was just like a master class in what not to do if you're modernizing a story (laughs) beloved by women or beloved by anyone it was really it was nuts
1: yeah and I actually like I got excited at first because when uh Joe like when we were introduced to Joe uh it's because the guy at the coffee shop, the guy who runs the coffee shop, gets a text from one of the sisters because Joe's not checking her phone because she's writing, and um, they know she's at the coffee shop, so they text the guy who works there and say, "Hey, tell Joe to come home." And and he was black, and I was like, "Oh, is he maybe Lori? Is he Professor Bear? <laughs> like, I do he we was Bear. have?" Yeah, I thought so too. I was like I was like, "Ooh, do we have a a love interest of color if we're going to do all of the all of the sisters are white?" Nope. Yeah. No nope. diversity. <laughs> there whatsoever. was no reason for
2: there to be no people of color in this. Like John <laughs> right. easily could have been. I yes. mean, it's it's stupid. I yeah. mean,
0: John was the most the most ethnic cast member, just by virtue of being Jewish. Jewish, and like yeah. that's yeah. that's not you know enough. Um, but really, I feel that way. There are quite a few modernizations of this story that I like, and obviously, I wouldn't be working on one if I didn't feel that there was some kind of value in doing that and um i've also read some interesting think pieces on you know both sides of the conversation about the 2019 movies lack of racial diversity so like i'm very interested and invested in this issue for sure and i just kind of i don't understand how this this seems to be one of two versions created within the last two years that didn't give that any thought because there's also another modern version that we haven't touched on yet that mm. seems to be predominantly too entirely white.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I guess and- it's pretty Christian.
0: Yeah. It was created by a very Christian production company. And I think we will talk about that at some point because I've had like a Unitarian minister help me with some of the Captain March stuff on the show. And you know, like Christianity is a part of the March family and I respect that, but, uh, I definitely don't want a version of the marches that are so Christian that they can't accept other people's beliefs because that would be very troubling. So I think we will dig into that version at some point because I'm really curious about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, this, this tries to swing so hard the other way as you mentioned before shannon this movie is um really does everything it can to kind of sideswipe the morality of the of the the book
0: and which is really really strange to me
1: it kind of really makes me wonder like why they decided to adapt little women if they didn't really it's clear to me that they didn't want any of the things that make little women little women which is like you know the virtuousness of the characters or how much the march family loves each other or um character development or growth like there's none of that in this and it's like why did they not even a minimal effort right and
0: it's it's a christmas movie so it's so easy to put in a pro charity or pro family togetherness totally. message in that and this yeah. movie is seems to be like only interested in the romantic relationships despite paying lip service to the house renovation which let's all be honest we would have all rather watched a movie about four sisters just renovating an old house Yeah, yeah, and
2: can i just like for a second express my fury at joe for like being mad that there was fireplace and wood floors (laughs) and thinking that it was a big mistake to pull all that stuff out i'm just like don't you know what sells houses joe (laughs) Right, she yeah, Joe's just,
1: like, taste. screaming at Amy for for removing this ugly linoleum and How finding... dare the you original improve this wood. house! <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, we can't fix all of this! It's like, what, what do you mean we can't fix all of this? What are you talking uh, about? Just
2: very... I mean, I'm not one of those people that, ha- like, all my protagonists have to be likable. Like, I'm not one of those people that, like, you know, but there has to be something. There has to be some kind of character arc or something that makes me want to root for the there characters. There be some sort of
0: spark of humanity. They have yeah. to seem yeah. like they have a soul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, also, this is a quibble, but I have to say, Orchard House is a specific, proper name of a place that exists. Don't mm-hmm. call the house Orchard House. Just be like, <laughs> we want to save the family house. Because yeah, every right. time they called it Orchard House, I was like... Uh, but Orchard House is it a B and B?
2: What are you yes. doing? I'm like
0: it's a specific historical location, and when you keep saying that, and it's visibly not Orchard House, it's <laughs> very jarring. Like it to anyone so who weird. knows anything about Little Women, which I have to guess was their target audience, fans <laughs> of the original. As strange as that seems. Um, <laughs> right. It's a real, I really, I was just like, just say the family home or the March house, like literally call it anything else, but it's not Orchard House.
1: Yeah, my, this is, this is a total tangent, but the other thing that I definitely wrote down that I need to bring up is when Joe is turning down Lori and she says, you don't burn for me.
0: There are no Uh, signs of fire. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, oh, my soul left my body.
0: Actual (laughs) line of dialogue. Uh, All the dialogue, yeah. All the dialogue was so bad. There were so many confusing little things. Like, she accidentally sent Professor Bear an entire historical novel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she accidentally Uh, sent him her manuscript. Uh, There is this weird scene where when John comes over to propose to Meg, he, like... He comes in he's like hey i just wanted to see if you were if you're doing okay and she's like oh i'm good and he's like oh no no you're not good put that down and it's like what like, just, just <laughs> oh, say, also, I, I wanted to come over to talk to you like what is going
2: on <laughs> um joe's reaction when meg tells when meg tells <laughs> yeah, I know her that they're <laughs> engaged joe's reaction is well at least Dan the douchebag is, like, coming over for Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> yeah,
0: she's like, They're so rude to each other. Like, no 20s. congratulations.
2: None of that. None of, like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so happy you guys worked it out. It's, well, I'm glad you're not dating that, you know, gross guy anymore.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier. Mr. Lawrence also tries to make a bet with Teddy mm. and Brooke. They will kiss. Uh, Joe and Meg respectively before Christmas he makes like a kiss before Christmas bet and I was truly worried that that was going to be like the thing that the whole plot of this movie hung on. Thankfully, it was never mentioned after one scene inexplicably. Yeah. But I was glad that it got forgotten because I was super worried that a dumb kiss bet was going mm-hmm. to be what this movie was about. Well, and, I was like, I was yeah, like, I can't oh, handle oh, that no. for Little Women. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
1: oh no, Laurie is going to do a thing where at the end he's going to be like, well, technically, you said a March sister. You know, so oh. it's not Joe, but because I was like, oh, I feel this coming in my bones, and I was like already cringing, and I didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen, but I thought it. So
0: they thought about it, they definitely thought about it.
1: Ugh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I thought it was really weird how they rushed into the whole uh, Teddy and Amy thing because, and, and it's because of like the shortened timeline of the movie, but like seriously the night that he gets rejected by joe he goes out with amy and they kiss (laughs) yeah or and i don't know it's just it's just very weird and he does say like i'm not ready to move on yet and she's like it's okay i'll be here which i thought was an okay place to like set it up at but like they didn't even need to have them kiss they could have just had them have like a conversation
2: so, yeah yeah a like normal people and, and some like
1: some chemistry and some moments and then you're like oh well this might happen at some point you know kind of thing but that would require too much subtlety so <laughs> and also it wouldn't fit in with the
2: dancing elf gif app <laughs>
0: That was so strange. Like, that, again, was one of those things that felt so 2002 more than 2012. And it was, like, things like that. I had to check when the movie was made. (laughs) I also checked where it was filmed because I'm like, they didn't actually film this in Concord, did they? And they did not. No, no, (laughs) they certainly did not. (laughs) Uh, there were some exteriors where they walked by some historic houses uh, which they were in grafton so they weren't like that far oh, off okay. but i didn't but... check because of the exteriors <laughs> i knew inside they were not in orchard house beyond a shadow of a doubt but uh, mm-hmm. i had to check
1: <laughs> that's good i'm glad you did the did some research because yes. i certainly did that <laughs> yeah really? yeah anyway well let's uh let's get into our final thoughts on excessively diverted we say what would jane think um what would louisa think i think she would be horrified
0: oh my gosh oh my god she would be not happy no not at all
1: so distressed by this film (laughs) so angry she might still be
0: spinning in her grave from this one i
2: have to agree i think that um i don't think people give louisa may alcott enough like credit for doing she wrote so many books i mean granted little women is her biggest and most remembered but she wrote so many wonderful books and was an incredibly creative person and she wrote like gothic romances and i mean i think that she is a fabulous writer and a total legend and this is just a smear on her yeah. legacy it's just an insult to her and everyone that may was involved with this should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> yeah yep, this is I a
0: agree. volunteer civil war nurse whose family was a literal stop on the underground railroad and you're going to yeah. remove every aspect of charity and service and kindness from this story i don't think so yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. There's mm-hmm. there's like nothing I can really add to that. I like...
2: haven't been this angry since we watched Pride and Prejudice, the latter day comedy.
1: Oh, God. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I have to go this is like the closest episode.
2: sort of <laughs> amalgam of that I could think of. Um, you know, this is just one of those things where it's like, this is not okay that you did yeah. this <laughs>
0: it's yeah, just, yeah. I, it, normally
2: it's... I'm one of those people that's just like yeah I mean I like to see different adaptations and see different points of view on the same story but this is just not okay
1: yeah like I have a good sense of humor and I I usually take a lot of these pretty lightly as listeners of the show know but but this is a case where where seriously this is a um repurposing of a of a story that is beloved for reasons that are valid and need to stay in there and um for for no reason other than just uh gain just you know they they literally just wanted to slap little women on something so that they could make a movie that maybe people would watch over christmas because they're like oh yeah i read little women when i was a kid you know um yeah And they didn't even try. Like, it's so, so, so frustrating.
0: Yeah, that has bothered me over the years sometimes. When I see a really lazy adaptation, I have to admit it especially makes me frustrated when I see, like, a man using a woman's work or a person of color's work, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. like, that's in the public domain and then using it as a springboard for their own work in a way that is really cheap like I Mm -hmm. think uh not to like specifically call something out because obviously I have a lot of little women fans who like lots of different little women media but uh a few years ago there was like a little women and not zombies but it was like pride and prejudice and zombies but taking that Mm. idea and it was like little women and vampires or something Mm. like that and Yuck. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, I get it. Like, this guy had this unique idea, but seeing this rash of books that kind of copy that gimmick and just use someone else's words and literally shove other words in between them <laughs> is is tough, honestly. Yeah, yeah,
1: it just feels kind of ghastly to me. I don't like it at all, I, and I don't. I think everybody who has listened to this show well remembers that I did not like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies at
2: all <laughs> our most we, we forgotten were, episode we
1: were drinking bourbon that episode um, that's were you how guys
2: talking we about the
0: book or the movie uh, i the movie. had read
2: the book but w- yeah i mean this was for the movie yeah Oh, okay. I've, I've read the book before the but
0: i tried to read the book but i know pride and prejudice so well there was like my mm-hmm. brain couldn't make sense of his sentences in a natural yeah. way because yeah. it would read around you know like i could tell mm-hmm. exactly what words were jane austen and exactly what words were the author so Mm -hmm. i was struggling to like stay in the story in a meaningful way at all well if it's any
2: consolation when he tried to write something original it failed miserably so
0: (laughs) (laughs) but wait didn't he write like bloody bloody andrew jackson or something uh he
2: did he did the um abraham lincoln vampire hunter never
0: mind never mind the one that flopped so
2: badly was um the one that flopped so badly was the sequel to *Pride and Prejudice* and *Zombies*, the uh, *Dawn of the Dreadfuls*, Ooh. and oh, it, the title yeah, alone it has been completely, on the road. completely bombed. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is. And I think everyone got over that whole yeah. thing pretty quickly. It yeah, really that was definitely it. a fad that came and went. So
0: yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I kind of feel like even by the time the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie rolled around, we as a culture were already over that. So yeah. it felt so overlooked. But that's a yeah. different conversation for a different day.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah.
2: do
1: you guys want to wrap it up now? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think what we can say is this movie is not successful in modernizing little women in a sufficient manner. But let me tell you one thing that is very successful in modernizing <laughs> hey! little women. Um, you know, I'm, I'm biased in saying so, but I really do think that um, Shannon has done and the whole cast and everybody else involved has done a lovely job. Um, with Little Women, an audio drama, um, a modern audio drama. Um, And it's, it's great. Is there anything you want to say about the show, Shannon?
0: Oh, just that we have tried to put so much love and care into every choice that we make for it. And I always think about the original book, and I am a fan of it. So I definitely have so much respect for the source material. So Even if maybe modernizations of little women aren't usually your thing, give it a try. I think maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And they're great
1: little, um, (laughs) little short episodes that um, are really, really nice. I, I kind of, I like to, to listen like once every few weeks so that I can save up a few episodes and and listen um but you know however you like to listen um it's kind of it's everywhere even on spotify so yeah
0: and um, i will say uh so those for anyone who's not listening to this on the little women feed that podcast is geared towards like it's a family-friendly podcast i don't (laughs) swear anything on it so if you have a young person in your life who maybe really enjoyed the new movie or is interested in learning more about the story but can't quite bring themselves to read that long book yet (laughs) then (laughs) pass it on
1: yeah yeah it is very family friendly and 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 great for for um all listeners i think especially if you have um kiddos and like a tween age range i think is a great it's it's perfect for that age range so um yeah i'm i'm really proud to be involved and i know shannon has been working so hard on it and so um yeah i I would love it if you guys took a listen um if you want to hear a familiar voice i'm at the end of every episode um reading the credits so uh, yes everyone please listen Yes,
0: and thank you for listening to this. Thank you for having me for this crossover. This was so much fun. Oh, thanks for coming.
2: It was a true delight. We're so glad you could join us. And, you know, anytime you want to come back and talk about uh, modernized classics, we're always around. Love to have you back on.
0: I will probably definitely take you up on that. (laughs) I think, you know, the time is ripe. Have you guys already tackled Emma Approved?
2: yes we did that one in our first yeah
0: that new emma movie is coming out so i feel like we're in a very fertile period for costume dramas oh (laughs) for sure yes
1: it's starting to starting to make a comeback and i am i'm glad i feel like every every 20-ish years or so they kind of you know rehash all of them and i i'm glad you know i'm never gonna be somebody who's like no, don't, uh, don't make a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so people are I so negative. <laughs> like, yeah, I more, completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, um, usually at the end of Excessively Diverted, we share a toast. And um, what I am going to make a toast to, to be a little corny and to <laughs> kind of bring it around to what, uh, what this show, this movie was missing and that, look, the real little women and the uh, modernization that we are working on uh, is full of is let's do a little toast to kindness
0: oh definitely oh. to cheers. kindness cheers cheers i <laughs> have a cup of tea thank you <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks shannon thanks everyone
0: thank you thanks thank everybody. You. bye, bye.